Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. Well, the FedEx Cup playoffs are here. It's a big week this week and the format for the playoffs is a little bit different this year. We're going to get into all of that. Steve Elkington is here and Elk, we have to look back on the Wyndham Championship last week. So it was the... I mean, we have a lot to talk about because this year is different to how we've seen it before. But it was the last regular season event before the playoffs begin. And guys were battling to get into the top 70. That was the magic number. Lucas Glover won and made a huge jump all the way up to 49 in the FedEx Cup standings with that victory. And I tell you what, it is impressive what he has done to change his game and start getting these amazing results in a kind of later stage in his career. Yeah, Lucas Glover, I know him well. You know, uh, the story emerged last week of him where he went and saw uh, Jay Haas, who introduced him to Dick Harmon and Dick Harmon was, uh, of course, brother to Butch Harmon, Billy Harmon, Craig Harmon, the famous Harmon brothers, son of uh, Claude Harmon. Uh, Lucas Glover would come down to Houston and work with Dick when we were on tour. And, and we, we were aware of this young guy that had no glove on and, and really hit the ball a mile back in the day, went on and won the U.S. Open at Beth Page. And then he sort of um, lost, lost his way there with his putting, Diane, and now he went to a longer putter, and it's just really given him some energy. I mean, I'm looking at his stats the last six weeks, seven weeks on tour. He's just got better each week. I mean, this that's a perfect scenario for him to win at Greensboro. Knows that part of the country really well. Uh, had his family there. Uh, it proves to you, Diane, that if you're slightly off in strokes gained in one of these categories that we look at so consistently – and you flip it from negative to positive, what it actually can do for your bank account and your trophy case. 
Because right now, this is the time where if you're um, slightly concerned about the dollars in your bank account, you want to be playing well. <laughs> um, you know, jumping ahead, the guys that make it to the Tour Championship in the top 30 are guaranteed half a million dollars straight off the bat. Um, so it, this is a big, big money time um, on the PGA Tour for sure. And what a time for Lucas Glover to really reap the rewards of his hard work with the putter. He talked about he had the yips for a long, long time and, and put in the work, changed things up and, you know, look at this, him getting a win now and jumping up, as I said, to number 49 in the FedEx Cup standings right now. Um, really, really impressive. I'll tell you something else that's impressive from Greensboro to the Greenbrier over on Live, Bryson DeChambeau shooting a 58. What do you make of that performance? I was texting with Greg Norman over the weekend. He uh, he said he walked that 18 holes all day Sunday. I texted him to just congratulate uh, the live crowd on just what a fantastic finish. But 61-58, I mean, I've played that tournament, Diane. I've played the white course at, uh, in West Virginia. It's a, It does give up some low scores, but give me a break. Mm -hmm. 58, I mean, Bryson DeChambeau. He's been working hard on his game. We saw him almost win in Valderrama a couple of weeks ago in Spain. We mm -hmm. we sort of talked about him in the majors of, of prop, popping up here and there. I told you he was working with Dana Dilquist. I watched them on Instagram. His swing has changed slightly, and now he's very confident. Um, just amazing golf. I mean, it doesn't get the play that it should, but 58 to win a tournament in the rain on the last hole with two putts for 59, I mean, I had a chance. I shot 59 at my home course. I was so nervous I couldn't even hardly breathe on the last hole. And <laughs> he knocked in a 60-footer or a 50-footer over a slope yeah. to shoot 58. So <clears throat> they've got some momentum. Liv is, is certainly sort of now embedded itself into the golf landscape, whether you want it to be or not, because yeah. we're all waiting uh, patiently to see what's going to come of this merger and what is it all going to look like, Diane? We're waiting impatiently. I'm like, come on. <laughs> we, had, we had this big shock announcement and then really there's been no new information since. Um, so yeah, waiting very impatiently. But going back to the wind, um, uh, two of our picks finished within the, well, one just outside the top 10 in Steven Yeager, but another great week for JT Poston. Um, another top 10 finish. I have a feeling we may be talking about him again a little bit later in the show. But we have to talk about Justin Thomas because, you know, I go back to the drama that we were witnessing at Sedgefield Country Club and Justin Thomas finishing 71st in the FedEx Cup standings. Now, top 70 are in the playoffs this week. His chip on 18, he hits the flagstick. If he would have made the birdie, then he would have made it into the top 70. And, you know, really the first time in, in his career in, what, eight years that he's missing out in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Well, it was a manufactured story. We didn't really have to have it. It could have. We could have no information on that. But we had to. We had to. We had to be uh, succumb to patiently watching <laughs> CBS track this, uh, you know, irrelevant sort of situation that was unfolded. And I'm the biggest JT guy in the world. He doesn't want to be 70th, but there he was, and he had a great shot on 18, and that was great. I don't think he's going to make the Bridal Cup team. He's There's too many guys playing so well. He didn't get in the playoffs. What's interesting, Diane, by the way, uh, Lucas Glover made a comment last week before he won how much he hated the idea of the top 70 moving on to the playoffs, which I'm in the same – I agree with him. I mean, why not have top 125? Imagine if you're 
sitting at home today, you got three weeks off, you were 71st, like Justin Thomas, or 72nd, or 73rd, you're only, um, you're not very much money apart, or not many yeah. points apart when you're down like that. And I know everybody says play better, but there's 200 guys on the tour, and there's only room for 125 of them to keep their card. Yeah. I just don't see the reason why you can't have 125 guys playing the playoffs and have a cut in the first one, because yeah. when guys come back to work three weeks from now the guys that made it into the playoffs are going to be hundreds and thousands of dollars ahead and there's going to be this big gap in the money list and it's not really uh it's not really fair in my mind and then we have the fedex fall season which is coming up for these guys to you know get into the 125 and then there's space for what is it 10 guys to get into all the designated events for 2024 so even after the playoffs, because we're back to a calendar year schedule, these guys still have time if they're out with the 125 to get in and, and make sure that they lock up their full playing privileges for next year. I want to talk about the Ryder Cup and something you just said there, and we'll have a look at the Ryder Cup standings for Team USA, because I do think that Justin Thomas is in with a shot of getting a pick. And I'll tell you why. Um, so you can see there he's sitting at number 14 right now. And, well, we know that it's 12 guys that are going to make the team. But I think that Justin Thomas played better at the Wyndham. Um, and he's been very open about the, the struggles he's had this season and the disappointment. I think he played good. I think it shows that he's got that fight. Um, he's never going to give up. We know that about JT. And also, I do think that his experience in Ryder Cups and President's Cups and the fact that he really loves this, these team dynamics and playing for his country and the honour of it, I think that that's all really going to work in his favour still. Um, so I think that JT still has a good chance of making the team. Well, everything you said there is true. I'd like to see Justin Thomas uh, be playing better to play in the Cup, but uh, everything you said is true, except for the fact that everyone above him that wasn't playing in that event, so he didn't beat anybody that was above him on that list last week. He was playing a weak field, and he finished middle of the pack. So um, I get everything you're saying, but <clears throat> Ryder Cup comes down to how you're playing. You you worked it last last time in uh, Whistling Straits with your team, with the European yeah. team, they got <laughs> because they didn't play as good. And Justin Thomas is not playing as good as some of those guys ahead of him right there. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, it's going to be hard for Zach Johnson to make those picks. You have someone like Tony Finau, who's further down the list, as we saw there. Um, and there's just, you, you said it to me last year at Whistling Straits. I remember us talking on the phone on the Sunday when it was very clear that it was going to be a whitewash. <laughs> and Team Europe were going to be in a dire situation. And there's just such a depth of talent on the US team and such a depth of experienced, talented players as well when it comes to Ryder Cups and President's Cups. So it's, um, Zach Johnson's gonna have a really, some very tough choices to make when it comes to making his picks. Do you think that Zach Johnson will be thinking about putting uh, Bryson DeChambeau on the team to play with Brooks Kepka? Wouldn't that be a, a moment yeah. for the press, uh, a turnaround for the press? Or do you add Taylor Gooch who's won three times on uh, you know, on the uh, live tour this year, Dustin Johnson sitting over there. Uh, there's a lot of guys that he has choices from, Diane, um, all with a lot of experience. I wouldn't be taking Taylor Gooch. Um, I would be looking at Bryson because Bryson winning 
at uh, the Greenbrier and shooting 58. As we said, that's not an anomaly. We've been watching him for a long time. I had picked him for the Open. He's been playing well, and he was playing well in majors, um, you know, where there's Ryder Cup points on offer. Not enough for him to be propelled up into the the, the six picks um, automatic places, but... Yeah, I would. Um, how could you not? I mean, he just shot 58. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and when he drives it good and he putts good, then mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau is probably one of the most compelling figures to watch on yeah. the tour. Yes, he's had all kind of uh, ups and downs in his game, but when he's on, Diane, and in match play, that's pretty dynamic. I've got a kitty cat that's walking into my picture right Aww. here. <laughs> There he is. Hello. <laughs> um, let's let's have a quick look at the European Ryder Cup team, um, just to have a look at the rankings. Shane Lowry missing out on the FedEx Cup playoffs this year as well, but you know the way that they are looking, and we know that the for the European team there is the European season-long points list, and then the world points list as well. But you know. At first glance, what are your updated thoughts on this team? My updated thoughts are the same as they were a week or two ago, which is the European team has to pick a, make a lot of picks to get some experience onto the team there. Looking at that list, there's a lot of names that I don't know well. I've got McElroy and Rahm. i got to drop down. I've got to pick Fleetwood. I've got to pick Lowry. I've got to pick Hatton. I've got to pick Hovland. Um, so... They're going to waste, not waste, they're going to have to use their picks very carefully to get some experience. And then, Diane, they're going to have to sit and wait and see who, who's left of these youngsters because I tell you what, right now, I don't know what the odds are, Diane, but your odds are bad right now on this. On this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a kind way of putting it. The one thing we have in our favour is that we're playing in Italy, so we're on European soil. And Does anybody speak Italian on does anyone speak Italian on either team, though? I don't know. We might have to get Francesco Molinari. He could be a good pick. I'm sure he's yeah. uh, he's got that on his mind. A lot of guys are going to have that on their mind right now. Sepp Straka is a, a great a great name um, who's playing well, who's going to be uh, an asset to the team, too. But Okay, well, the guys have got this week and next week at the BMW to earn Ryder Cup points. And after the Tour Championship, of course, we're going to find out who is on the teams. But it is the FedEx Cup playoffs this week with the first event. Now, this is the FedEx St. Jude Championship at TPC Southwind. We're in Memphis, Tennessee this week and with the top 70. Now, here's the thing about these FedEx Cup points events. The the points are quadrupled. So the winner doesn't just take home five FedEx Cup points. It's up to 2,000 and works its way down. So there's a lot more volatility. And guys are going to be trying to get into the top 50 next week for the BMW Championship. Um, okay, so let's have a chat about the format briefly. You, you touched on it before that you are not a fan of it only being the top 70 you preferred it being the 125 and having a cut in this event I agree with you on that I am not a fan of the no cut events um the cut adds the excitement I always look forward to the cut you know I think this one could have been 125 easily I got I'm gonna get banned yeah. back. Uh, I think this tournament could have been 125 the mm-hmm. the guys as Lucas Glover said rightly so they're the ones that are exempt 
they've made it to the exempt status so far and have a simple cut of, you know, 50 guys down to 70. That's, that's easy to do on a tour event. Um, yeah. It's sort of a meaningless event, Guy, and if there ever was a, an event that doesn't mean that much, it's this one. You've got all the super players up top, Rahm and Scheffler and all the top players. are They can't really miss out going on, moving on. They're going to almost mm-hmm. guarantee to get to the top 30. Rory McIlroy, I think, didn't he skip this one last year and still won the FedEx Cup or he missed the cut or something last year? Um, so this one's a little bit meaningless. We're going to see the only chance a, a player way down is have a super week like we saw Adam Scott make a run last year and win a bunch of points from down in the 60, 60 ranked guys to get into the next week. But to me, this week, Diane, I'm looking at about a handful of guys that are the sort of what do they have the most to win? I mean, I'm looking at Rahm because he's never won the FedEx Cup. I listened to Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy, for all of his troubles of winning majors over the last nine years, he doesn't have any trouble talking and thinking about winning the FedEx Cup. I think he's going mm-hmm. for maybe his fourth FedEx Cup. He's very comfortable in this environment. He would be the most dangerous player in this field right now because he's done it before. And like I said, he's he's not, I don't want to, Rory, Rory McIlroy shouldn't be frightened about anything, but he's not scared of anything when it comes to the FedEx Cup. Prolific player in this series. Uh, Rahm obviously would would wants it. He's very, he's very good player. He plays well on this course. Scheffler. I'm looking at players that aren't sort of dinged up. Scotty Scheffler, when I think about the Memphis tournament, Diane, Zoysia fairways, greens are great, Bermuda grass, it's very hot in Memphis. Scoring is going to be very good. We saw Cam Smith, what did he have, 18 putts on this course a couple of years ago, set a Guinness Book of Records in a tour event. Um, you know, it's going to be hot. It's going to be low scoring. I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick it back up in a second. I'm looking at about a handful of guys that, that are not sort of dinged up. Rahm's not dinged up. Rory's not dinged up. Jason Day doesn't have any problems with his game. When I say dinged up, I'm thinking referring to someone like Scotty Scheffler who's, who's had some putting issues. I think Brad Faxon on the TV at the Open said, oh, my God, if I could just sit with him for two minutes, I wouldn't even be on the putting green. I'd take him to a bar and buy him a, a scotch whiskey and ask him, oh. what is? what are you thinking about? Um Sepp uh, Stracker is not dinged mm-hmm. up, just finished second at the British Open. Uh, Brian Harmon is in good shape. There's so, so what's motivating these guys, Diane? Is it the points? Is it the money? How, how, is, how do you get yourself in the mind frame here that you're going to win the FedEx Cup? Yeah, and I'm looking at motivation this week. Um, Motivation, as you say, to make it all the way to the Tour Championship and all the benefits that come with making it all the way to Eastlake. And then, of course, the money and going for the big prize. And when it comes to the Tour Championship, the guys start on staggered scoring. And with the volatility of the quadruple points, there's a lot of movement over the next couple of weeks. But also guys that are trying to get into the top 50, secure their place for next week. Um, And we can have a look at the guys that are around about the bubble right now. So Nick Hardy is the bubble boy at number 50. But all these players that are from 51 to 70, 
and the guys that are like here, 41 to 50, they're going to be looking to make sure that they stamp their ticket to the BMW Championship next week. Um, and the Ryder Cup points as well this week and next week. So that's the kind of motivation that um, I'm looking at. And some of my picks, I, I don't really have one of the kind of big superstars as my outright favorite this week because I do think that the motivation factor is going to be really strong for some other guys who are a little bit further down the list with with higher odds this week too. Yeah, and if we see a John Rahm or a Scotty Scheffler win this week with quadruple points, they're already leading the point list. I mean, if I'm John Rahm and I'm thinking about winning the $18 million, I think it is, for first prize in the FedEx this year, this is the really the, the event that he needs to win because now he gets 2,000 points on top of his 3,100 points. So he would have a substantial lead in the FedEx Cup. And then, of course, this this whole FedEx Cup playoff is such rubbish that then we, we have to you have to tell me what's going to happen next week. And then the next week, there's a handicap system where I start the tournament at minus 10 and you start at minus 8 and there's so much explanation to this golf golf match, Diane. It's just ridiculous. But here we are. We're gonna we're gonna break it all down for you the, as best we can. Here we are. Well, with the first round being the top seventy, uh, no cut event, and we'll have a look at the course. TBC Southwind. It's a par seventy, seven thousand two hundred and forty three yards. Now it's the second time the course has hosted a FedEx Cup playoff event, but. I mean, it's well known to the field. It was the home of the WGC for years. It's actually hosted an event every year since 1989. Last year, this was uh, the big one for Will Zalatoris, who finally got that victory. And you mentioned him, but um, he beat Sepp Straka in the playoff to win here. We've had an array of other past champions um, when it was the WGC, Brooks Kepka, Justin Johnson, Abraham Anser, um, but the thing that was interesting is, bearing in mind, it has hosted an event every year since 1989. The only past champion from a tournament here who's playing this week is Harris English. <laughs> so it's, it just shows that a lot of these guys have gone to live. Uh, Will Zalatoris, of course, still out with injury and recovery. But what do you know about TVC Southwind and what are the guys going to have to do well to score here this week? Well, it's an interesting course. The front nine is slightly different than the back. The back nine has more water shots. 18 is a very dramatic hole. Number 11 is an island green. But it's sort of a, it's sort of a model. All those past champions you said there, Abraham Anser, Dustin Johnson, Zalatoris, Greg Norman, Brooks Kepka. Seems like this tournament, Diane, is a ball striker's paradise. The, the zoysia of grass that they play off ball sits up really nicely. So this becomes... A, uh, opportunity to hit a lot of greens in reg and then I think stats prove it that you don't have to putt crazy good to win this tournament if you really strike it well Will Zalatoris certainly fits into that model so does Brooks Kepka so does Dustin Johnson so you know a lot of these guys that that hit the ball really well and putt yeah. average all things if I said that all things would lead to Scotty Scheffler because that's sort of his game. He hits all the greens in reg and he sort of putts middle of the pack. Actually, he putts a little worse than middle of the pack. And he's still on top, Diane, of the FedEx Cup standing. So um, I'm looking for good players. And by the way, the, the guys down at 70th, 
with all the top players playing above them, they can't out hit. They don't play better than the guys up top. They have to putt better. So if you're looking down the list a little bit, you've got to find guys that can run the tables because they're not going to out hit these guys at the top of the board. Out hit okay. meaning play them yeah. from tee to green. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the 11th hole. So there's water actually that features prominently on 10 of the 18 holes here. And the 11th since 2003 there have been 6,166 balls in the water, over a 1,000 more than TBC Sawgrass's 17th hole, which comes in at number two on that list. And do you remember a couple of years ago, Siwoo Kim had a 13 on the 11th hole. So 11 is definitely a popular spot for the spectators, and it's going to be filled with uh, some frustrating drama for the field this week, as always. They play it a little, uh, they play it at different lengths. You know, when you think of the 17th hole at uh, the Players' Championship, it almost plays about 130, 140. But this one, number 11 at uh, TBC Southwind, they can play it at like 170, 165. Yeah. It's windy uh, at this course, and it's pretty narrow. It's a, it's a true island green. It has one little bunker that can save you, Diane, but it's a very legitimate shot. Everyone's happy to get it over with, and it sits nicely on the 11th hole of the course where it's not the 17th hole, where it's not like a round wrecker. If you, yeah. the 11th hole sits better, at least in our, our mind, whereas if you do have a wreck on it, you can maybe recover it. But there's some easy par five. Number uh, 16 is a very reachable. They really do scorch this course, Diane, low scoring all the way. Front nine is gives up a lot of, lot of low numbers, as you said, past 70. Uh, but it's really, it's a really a, a second shot golf course, over water into tuck pins. If you're hitting the ball, great. You know, there's 30 opportunities every hole. Okay. Okay, well, let's get into our picks because we're going to give you an outright favorite, one to watch and a dark horse as well. Um, but we'll start with our outright favorites. And, you know, as we said, you've got all the big names back in action this week. I'm taking someone that's a little bit further down. Um, where are you at? Do you want to go first if you're going to? Well, I, I, I can. I mean, names? you know, I've been on this guy all season. Um, picked him to win the Masters, picked him to win Kapalua. I think John Rahm, you know, is thinking about winning this FedEx Cup. And I know how he thinks, or at least I think I do. He wants his hands on that 18 million. It's one of the few trophies that he hasn't really had his hands on or hasn't quite been close to at all. So he knows that 2,000 points this week, Diane, puts him in a position where he'll have that big head start when it comes into the top 30. And he plays this course really well. I think he's been top five the last three years on this very course. Uh, I think he was uh, ninth, third, sixth, and third or something. I mean, he plays great on this course. Must suit the power fade. There's other guys here that come to mind that have won here with the power fade, Dustin Johnson. Uh, some of the names that you talked about, Brooks Kepka, Greg Norman. So long hitter, hits the ball extremely well, putts better than average. So, you know, it's just an opportunity for Rahm. He just signed another big deal with Callaway. I think they said on the TV they gave him some stock in top golf. I mean, these guys are getting loaded up, Diane. They're not missing much when they're not at live. They're, they're still making plenty. But I know Ram is, is, wants that FedEx Cup trophy. 
Yeah. Okay. And because it's been a bit of a seesaw back and forth with him and Scheffler, who's been world number one, number one in the FedEx Cup. Um, and as you say, you know, he got that green jacket, but he wants to cap off his season with the FedEx Cup too. So John Ram, nine to one. Um, Scheffler and Rory coming in at seven to one this week. So Ram just behind them. Um, my guy, I find him at 40 to one. This is my outright favorite. So someone who's, I don't know, maybe a little bit under the radar this week, definitely under the radar this week, but has a lot to play for. I'm going to take Sam Burns as my outright favorite. And this is a guy who's finished T2 and T20 the last two years at this course. And, you know, the big categories for him when he got those results, he gained almost three strokes in approach and two strokes around the greens. Now, he won the match play back in March. He's had six top 20s since then, including a T14 last week at the Wyndham. And I looked at his stats from last week, 11th in approach. And that approach stat is going to be a big one this week. But he's sitting at number 19 in the FedEx Cup standing. So he's in a great position However, for Sam Burns, and he talked about this on the TV last week, making his Team USA debut at the Ryder Cup is definitely on his mind. And he's sitting at, is it what, 12th or 13th on the Ryder Cup points list right now. So a good week for him will go a long way. And with that strong position in the FedEx Cup right now, he's thinking of taking it all the way to Eastlake. So I really like Sam Burns this week. Um, as I said, I found him at 14 to one so I'm going to take him as my outright favorite yeah Burns is one of these players that like popped up and won the match play and and he's he's got some fight in him because he wants to be on that Ryder yeah. Cup team right his best stat is putting which is going to be helpful this week but he has been a little uh, up and down this season but uh I see he's growing his hair out long so he's got that kind of cool look a little bit like the Cam Smith look so maybe <laughs> That might work here, considering Cam had 18 putts here one year. Yeah, I know. Whenever his hair looks blonder, too. Maybe it's just the fact that it's getting long. We didn't see that part of it before. But um, I I double take whenever I see him. I'm like, he looks a little bit like Aaron Badley, too, with slightly shorter hair. Um, But yeah, Sam Burns with that win already. um, I really like him this week at 40 to 1. I thought those were great odds. Yes, indeed. Okay, right. So I am taking Sam Burns up top and you have John Ram. Right, we move on to our ones to watch. So guys with slightly higher odds. Um, my my pick is going to be a fan favourite for both of us. <laughs> okay, you go first. I thought you were going to take him actually. Maybe you, maybe you are. Maybe you considered it. Maybe I sound like a bit of a broken record because we've been shouting this guy's name from the rooftops for the past couple of weeks, but he's been performing great and there's no way that we would stop now. I'm taking JT Poston as my one to watch. Now, um, 50 to one for Poston is excellent. He is one of the most consistent performers on the PGA Tour right now. He's got four top 10s in his last five starts, which is just excellent. Um, he's, we, we talk about, you talk about biorhythms. It's one of your buzzwords. And this is the time of year that he really does excel. He's had two top 20 finishes at this course. He's sitting at number 45 in the FedEx Cup ranking. So he is in a great position um, 
to make it to Eastlake. But because the top 50 is the number for next week, you know, he's got to watch. He's got to have a good week this week. And then, you know, when it comes to Ryder Cup, and I said I was going to be big on that this week, he hasn't really been part of that Ryder Cup conversation. However, last week at the Wyndham, he moved up 12 spots in the Ryder Cup rankings. So that has to be somewhere in the back of his mind. And that has to be a motivating factor when he knows that he's playing amazing golf right now. He could have a couple of good weeks and really boost himself into that position. So JT Poston, 50 to one. I really, really like him this week on a course that he's played well at before. There may be a JT on the team after all. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at uh, a one to watch and I talked about at the top of the show how players coming into the event are not dinged up. They're not working on one part of the game. Now, all of these guys can fix their games very quickly and they're all back to normal. But when I think of guys like Jordan Spieth or Victor Hovland or some of these guys that maybe have something slightly off in their swing or whatever, what they're working on, this guy, out of all the stats, 70 guys that are playing this week, on tour die, and I'm going with a with a stats pick this week. And don't normally always just go with stats, but out of the last mm-hmm. seven on tour, there's only one person on my whole board that every one of their strokes gain categories has gotten better over the last seven weeks, and that is Jason Day. He won earlier in the year. Well, you were on Jason Day all season. <laughs> just missed him to win the Byron Nelson. I think he just announced they're having their what is that their twelfth kid or something six seventh kid six you should you should be up on the babies. I'm gonna uh, look it up right now. <laughs> I think it's his fifth or sixth child has just been announced that his wife is pregnant. Great for them. Um, them and Aaron Baddeley, are they're having a contest for the most kids. I love it. Um, Jason Day is playing some great golf. He's he's really settled into this sort of new swing. He went for years, Diane, where he would get injured very quickly with his back and some of the things that he was working on. He was one of the first guys that came out. Uh, we, were, we were told when, when Jason arrived from Australia how much speed this guy was. He was the first guy we heard uh, out of TaylorMade swinging 180-mile-an-hour ball speed. This was years ago. Now he's now he's worked with Sean Foley, and he's taken him a long time to get his swing exactly where he wants to, but – his consistency speaks for itself. And at this time of year, if you're improving your stroke gain on every category across the board, including putting, chipping, irons, and off the tee, then you've got my attention. And I think he's in a good position. He could he could win the FedEx Cup. He win two thousand this week. He's got to be thinking, man, I could this this could be a steal for me. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, we were on him a lot earlier this year um, and he's played really good before obviously getting that win um, as you said in Texas so I love it great pick I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't pick Jason Day this week I don't have odds on his odds can't see I'll that much find them. Uh, Jason Day he is 30 to 1 yeah it's good good numbers for him yeah okay so I'm taking JT Poston at 50 to 1 and you have J Day at 30 to 1 as are ones to watch. Right, and then dark horses. So dark horses are the guys on the higher end of the odds board. And there was a few great surprises this week. Um, There were a few guys that I looked at and couldn't believe the price that was on offer for them. But that's what happens when we have these, you know, 
designated events and when we're in the top 70 in the playoffs there's some guys that really are the kind of golden nuggets that you have to search for guys with great stats with good momentum great form and higher odds uh, right who's going first with the well I'll go. we talked about offline with let's pick someone between 50th and 70th that's going to graduate into the second okay. event this uh, next week so my, my pick's the same for both ways I'm catching a kid that's in form. I'm looking at, you know, value here, someone that could jump into the top 50. He's currently 62nd on the FedEx. So he'd have to have a really good week in Memphis to advance. He'd have to jump over 12 guys to get into the tournament. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have that breakdown, but I'd have to say it's probably top 10. And I'm looking at Cam Davis, who's played really good last two weeks, top 10 in both of them. Plays good at this tournament, drives it great. He's number seven of all the... All the players playing this week off the tee. Uh, good iron player. He's pretty much all-rounded all the way. He kind of falls into that Zalatoris model, Diane, where he hits the ball better than he sort of putts. So mm. see that 66th in putting, um, which is the lower end of the field of this week. Interestingly enough, when I'm, when I'm talking about putting, I wanted to bring to our attention, you've got – you see there that Cam Davis is 66th out of 70 guys this week in putting. Well, Scotty Scheffler is like 62nd, and and Lucas Glover is like 63rd. So you've got three players there that, and I wanted to sort of give you a sort of an insight into how we start to think about looking at statistics, but let's, let's take Scotty Scheffler for just a second, who's like 62nd in putting. Not happy with his putting at all. Let's look at uh, Lucas Glover, who's 63rd in putting. Very happy. He's on a heater coming back the other direction. And then you've got someone in between here, uh, Cam Davis, who plays top 10 golf the last two weeks with average putting because he hits it so well. So there's insight inside of these stats, Diane, where these guys are mentally in each one of these categories is very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I like that pick. And as you say, he's outside the top 50 in the FedEx Cup standings right now. So has to have a really, really good week to get into the top 50 and play again next week at the BMW. So Cam Davis. Well, my guy is uh, Ryder Cup is not on his mind whatsoever because he won't qualify for either of the teams. But I am taking an Argentinian, Emiliano Grillo is going to be my dark horse this week. I'll give you a guy who's out with the top 50 in a few minutes as well. But uh, Grillo, again, look at that number, 21st in the FedEx Cup standings. He's had top 10 finishes in his last two starts. He won at Colonial at the end of May. Um, you know, looking at his stats, 33rd off the tee. Worst stat is around the green. But when you look at his game in general over the years, it's his iron play has always been the absolute strength of his game. And he's very consistent off the tee. His par three stats for this season actually are so good. So that gives you a great indication of where his iron game is at. But he is going to be looking to make it all the way to East Lake for the first time since 2016. And I could not believe 80 to 1. I had a search around and found him at 100 to 1 on a couple of sites. So really high odds for Emiliano Grillo this week, who's sitting in a fantastic position, 35th in the world right now. Um, and look at that, he's played well here before, a second place finish here. So I really, really like it. 
I think he is going to be a definite dark horse this week at those odds. Yeah, he won at Colonial and then he was paired with Rory on Sunday at the Open Championship and played him shot for shot. His confidence, we had him picked at uh, 3M and he had a great week there. So I think uh, this kid is on his way up big time. Uh, everybody's thrown back in the mix, though, now. We've, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, 3M field. We've talked about Greensboro mm -hmm. field. Now we've got all the big guns are back together. So it changes the dynamic a little bit, Diane, when all the top players are playing. So... Um, there's a lot of guys we haven't talked about. We haven't mentioned Honma. We haven't mentioned Shoffley and Cantlay. But all of these guys are well-equipped to win the FedEx Cup. We're just trying yeah. to find Diamond this week. Yeah. So you had, you had said we had to pick one of these who is going to stamp their place inside the top 50, and Cam Davis was your pick. There's some really good names there. I've been picking Steven Yeager a lot lately. He finished just outside the top 10 last week at the Wyndham. Um, but Sam Ryder, I think, is really interesting as well. And I'm just going to have a look at Sam Ryder and see what his odds are this week. Um, he is 300 to 1 this week to win. But looking across the board at his stats, look at his putting stat right now. He is sixth in the field. And even his worst stat, you know, strokes gained off the tee, right, fine. In a, in a field of 70, 69th is definitely at the bottom end of that. But the putting stat is so good. And he has, you know, been fighting at 300 to 1. I like it. Sam Ryder being someone who has had his best season on tour to date. Um, and we saw him almost win at Tory Pines at the start of the year. So I think if I was going to pick someone who's out with the top 50 to play their way into the BMW next week, he's the guy I'd be looking at. Yeah, and I was looking at that list. Can you put that list back up again? I was looking back there at Cam Cameron Young at number 48, uh, who is last out of this field of players in putting. And we, he was paired. He hits the ball so well, Cameron Young. He's been kind of off form all season. But then there he was in the final group with Brian Harmon at the Open Championship and putted terrible mm -hmm. on Sunday. Must be very frustrating for Cameron Young there. Of course, I'm looking over there at number 62, Cam Davis. He's got things going uh, you looked at uh, Stephen Jager last week, who played well. Uh, all of these guys are going to have to have a, a really good week of putting, Diane, to, to jump into the top top 50. Uh, as I mm -hmm. said, not going to out-hit these guys from two to green. Maybe Cameron Young can, but if Cameron Young can pull himself together with the putter, he could jump in and get himself back in the game here. And Keith Mitchell, who played really well, he, he had a long stretch when he didn't make it into the Open he missed a cut at the Scottish Open, flew all the way over and played in the alternate field event in Reno. And he, you know, didn't, he didn't play well there at all. But at the 3M, played well and then skipped the Wyndham last week because he was pretty confident of his place within the top 70. So he was rested. That was a really smart move for him to withdraw from the Wyndham. Um, and knowing that he's got a big couple of weeks ahead of him and he's really going to have to fight. Cameron Young would be my uh, question mark in the Ryder Cup standings he's right not, now. He's not in it currently, is he? Or is he just outside right now? He is, look at him, he's number eight. So he's high up okay. in the rankings. Um, but when I talked about Sam Burns earlier and the fact that Burns is really going to have to like, you know, make sure that he gets his place, I would be picking Burns over Cameron Young right now. So... 
Um, that that's what I mean. There is space. You know, Ricky Fowler is sitting at thirteen there. And this is not really the true list. There should no. Oh, and all these other guys, they should all be in this list somewhere. But I know we they don't push them together. They don't squeeze them together. But they should be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of a lot of movement in FedEx Cup, uh, Ryder Cup points up for grabs this week and next. So. There's a lot going on. I know that the top 70 no-cut playoff event isn't the most exciting. There's not a huge amount on the line for everyone. However, you know, when you dig deep, you can find some really good storylines and a lot of guys that have motivation to perform well, especially this week. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what Memphis has to offer from the course. It's an exciting finishing course because it, it can be a, a sprint to the end uh, on the back nine on Sunday with, with the scoring opportunities. And then 18 is this nasty hole around a lake that's caused all kinds of problems for everybody yeah. over the years. So great finishing hole. They have a great charity down there uh, with the children's cancer. It's a great place. And, you know, these guys, they're rested. You know, we talk a lot about fatigue and, and all this and that and the other. The only guy that you spoke of today, JT Poston, he's been playing all the way since the Scottish the I mean, when you think about fatigue, that, that could be a little factor there. But all these other guys are fresh. I mean, looking at John yeah. Brown's schedule and, and Scotty Scheffler's schedule here, they haven't played. They've played one week, one, two, three. They've played two weeks of the last seven. So Yeah, I know. One I know. week of the last seven. So they're ready to go. Hey, listen, Poston knows that biorhythm. He knows that this is his time of year. So this is when you have to take advantage of it. And with the money that's on the line right now, then keep going. <laughs> Go till you drop. And also, if by chance anyone does, you know, win money on our picks this week, I would definitely encourage you to make a donation to the uh, St. Jude Children's Hospital because, as you said, it's an amazing charity. They do incredible work. And uh, hopefully we're going to hear a lot about it this week. So if you do have some winnings or some spare money that you're going to throw on some players, then maybe consider making a nice little donation to the St. Jude Children's Hospital too. Good. All right. Well, thank you for watching and for listening to the Tour Report. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week. BMW Championship, where the top 50 are going to be teeing it up in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply